0: Hello and welcome to the Ratio Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Ray. And as always, we are recording from beautiful downtown Athens, Georgia. And man, we have got a badass show for you tonight. We have the mighty Lord Aramon from Dark Funeral on the Ratio Podcast today. So I'm super excited to have him on. Uh, we've, we've wanted him to, to be on the show for some time. So it's finally, it's good to finally get to chat with him. And uh, they've been touring in support of the excellent We are the Apocalypse from last year, and it's an amazing record, as is all of their back catalog, which I highly recommend you go and check out. the uh, The level of quality you know that that Lord Aramon maintains in this band is is nothing short of supernatural. So uh, make sure to uh, stick around for this awesome chat here in just a few. Um, I want to thank everybody for the amazing response to the Johnny the Boy uh, episode. Um, Belinda and Justin were super cool, and I've gotten so much feedback from people that are checking out the record. You their debut, so I I, I can't be happier with how that went. And thank you so much for all your support. And uh, we'll be coming back with a live show in October. We'll be announcing the guests soon. So uh, up until then, I'll be just, you know, we're going to have all kinds of podcast stuff going on. So the best place to check us out is at www.ratiopodcast.com. You can find wherever to stream, wh- wherever you listen to podcasts. We've got a link on there for you to get, get to our show. Um, but without further uh, delay, let's get to our chat with Lord Araman. All right, everybody. We are on the Ratio Podcast today, and we have someone that I have been listening to for just decades, and that is Lord Araman of the Mighty Dark Funeral. How are you today, sir? I'm doing pretty well. all right, thank you. Good, good. Well, you know, I want to lead out with you. You you had hernia surgery. You were you snuck it in between tours. How's the recovery going?
1: It's uh, going pretty good. I was at uh, I was to my physiotherapist uh, this morning, and uh, uh, she had been talking to to my doctor, you know, who did the surgery, and he said that uh, from now on, there's uh, I have no limitation when it comes to going back to the gym or you know lifting weights and stuff like that. Uh, but uh, of course, it's still swollen and, and still scarring, you know, scarring. So. It's still, you know, when I stretch the the stomach, it it hurts. Right. And and if I push too much weight, you know, it hurts. So, but uh, the good thing was that no limitations. So it's just I gotta go by the feel, you know. Well, Uh, well, how's your pain level? Pushing my too much.
0: Hmm? How is your pain level on stage?
1: It's pretty high. I can handle a lot of pain well so, it... uh that, that's uh to my this this disadvantage in in circumstances like this because I, I don't know when it's time to stop
0: right right
1: so m- most of the time i kind of tip over and then uh, i'm more injured than i was before so but this time I, i'm really trying to take a step back and, and let the healing go well you know but I, i'm not that kind of you know guy with lots of patience if if you know what i mean
0: yeah well it's got to be so hard to hold back during the shows you know in order to continue on
1: yeah well i mean you you got gotta be focused like, okay now i gotta get through this and then don't think about you know let the pain kind of disappear from your you know thinking yeah and, and just do it. Right
0: on. Well, you, you completed the Decibel Magazine tour here in the States earlier this summer. How was this run um, compared, you know, it, you had that momentum building last run with Cannibal Corpse. How was this tour?
1: Yeah, it was a good tour. I was expecting it to be a much smaller tour uh, than, than the Cannibal. Of course, it was a little bit smaller, but uh, not that much. I was expecting... Uh, Something different than, than the tone-out. The turnout tone was amazing, so it was a great tour and lots of great feedback from the crowd. And so it took me by surprise. Well,
0: that's good to hear. You know, you guys are touring still behind 2022's excellent We Are the Apocalypse. You know, every Dark Funeral album is a reason for celebration, but this one seems to be getting extra buzz. Um, how did these songs come together? how this record come together?
1: Uh, Well, the, the process was pretty much the same as always, you know, uh, I, I, you know, for the last couple of records, I've been writing by myself in my own home studio, so I can take the time I need and I can really, you know, go, go on a much deeper level when I, when I write. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so uh, it's just me with my, you know, evil mind and dark thoughts. You know, <laughs> being creative in my own chamber.
0: Right on. I guess. Well, you know, one of the the singles from the record in a standout proper satanic video is for, for the uh, song "Let the Devil In," and you know, I hear I go back to some something like uh, "Enriched, Enriched by Evil." Where it it, yeah. it has that sense of melancholy, and then that just crushing melody to where in the back end, and I and I hear that similarity. <laughs> what do you start with? Do you start with the melodies, or do you start with a riff?
1: Uh, it it all comes with the melodies, and then uh, during the, you know the process, you know during the writing process, when I feel like now I need a riff. You know, riff, riff. Then I kind of work on that part. Uh, but everything starts with lots of different melodies, and you know, sometimes it's just a part of the melody, and and the final result is most of the time going to be something very different than the first version. But uh, you know, th- th- that's a good thing when you have a home studio. If you just get one small idea for something, I try to record it even if it's not a complete idea, but those notes and, you know, usually builds into something completely different, you know. That, that's a starting point to, yeah, right. to, to when I write. So I think, you know, lots of people maybe just throw away lots of small ideas, but I think, you know, that's, that's where, where, where the greatness can come from, because that idea there's a reason why you got the idea from the beginning. You just sometimes need to work on it a little bit to, you know, develop it into the greatness you you, you want.
0: Well, I mean, that makes a lot of sense what you're talking about because, you know, it. how much pressure do you – there's such a quality through the entire catalog – how much pressure do you put on yourself to maintain this level of quality? How hard does it get, you know,
1: so many years into this career? Well, every time when I, you know, approach myself, like, okay, now it's time to start writing something. Uh, and I'll talk to the guys. We, we were talking about this actually this week, and then I explained to them a little bit more. So, because I like to be open, uh, Uh, You know, with with the people I work with, so they know why sometimes I'm, you know, this way or that way or whatever. So they more understand that. Uh, And the only way they can do that is if you're open about it. So I kind of explain to them, like I'm going to tell you, it's like, you know, if I start thinking about the whole album, it's just too overwhelming for me. Then I can't, you know, focus on getting anything done. So i gotta i gotta start thinking about that one melody or that one riff uh, and uh and just think in small pieces uh and then uh, yeah and then uh, after a while you you usually you know get into this writing flow and and uh, you know all you think about is. The writing, you know, the music you're writing, and and everything outside kind of disappear. That's what that's a perfect place to be when you you you're creative. Uh, but there's this that period in the beginning that uh, there's a lot of fighting internally, if if you know what I mean.
0: Yeah. Well, you have uh, given given dark funeral. You know, you've talked about in past interviews of of when you were getting into metal and and, and and going further than your friends into the darker realms of metal, which I can totally relate to. How inspiring were those early years of the band when everything's just just really blowing off, man? You know, it's just everything's kicking off, you know, and it's so, you know, you, you've got your youth. And, you know, tell me about those early years of the band.
1: Well, uh... At that time, everything was more chaos than uh, you know, structured darkness, if you will. Uh, So you didn't really think so much, you know. You just, you know, you were young. You you just, you know, yeah. Everything was more chaos. Uh, It's it's hard to explain, but it. it, I mean, it was a good time still. But I feel like, as a songwriter, uh, I understand. You know the music have helped me to understand myself a lot more because i gotta search deeper inside of me for every song i write uh, and that that opens up a lot of things that yeah. i never thought about in the early days uh, so so nowadays if i feel like the music have a stronger impact you know and, and means have a more deeper meaning for me these days than than before
0: well do you have any uh, speaking of your back catalogue are there any albums that are notable to you that, that hold a special significance
1: uh, I mean I, each album re- reflects an era of its time when it's being written and created uh, so at that time when it was written that's, that's when When the meaning for that record is the strongest for me, Mm -hmm. then I kind of move on. Uh, And when I start writing on another record, then then I'm on a different place in my life and within within my soul, too. So so I usually don't, it's sort of, well, one defining moment was maybe, when I had to kind of find myself as a songwriter for real, that was uh, after the secrets of the black arts record, uh, and when the whole lineup kind of disbanded, uh, and I decided to continue myself, uh, that that was you know, will become stoners was the first record when I kind of, you know, were left alone with the with the songwriting. Mm-hmm that was lots of pressure on me, but I, I were kind of determined and, and I had a great vision that I just wanted to keep following. Uh, so in that way, it was to, such a problem, but, but it's still, it, that was a record that, you know, now it's up to you to prove what you're all about as a songwriter. But on the, on the other hand, I had a great band, great lineup. And and uh, I had Typhus, so the other guitarist uh, that were playing with me at that time, I had a great input on the songs too. So, but but I started with lots of pressure, all all by myself.
0: Right, right. Well, well, you know, is there anywhere, you know, given Dark Funeral's music, beliefs, presentation, do you still run into opposition in this day and age from religious groups in the U.S. and in Europe? Uh, what do you mean? Do you ever have people protesting your shows?
1: Oh yeah, it happens. Not not uh, so often, but it does happen. And most of the time, like uh, in Georgia, the last time, they they stand there with their you kind know, of hate speech, and uh, they have no interest to to talk with you or anything. You know, I even tried to invite them to the show so they could experience, you know, a real fucking dark funeral and, and a black metal show in general. Uh, for the first time, because they're standing there screaming and uh, of course, I mean, we're on two different sides, but uh, I still wanted to kind of invite them so, and, and show them what it's all about inside the venue with the crowd, when when the band and crowd are together. That's something they probably never experienced, and I think maybe that would be uh Eye opener for them if they are not too close-minded, but maybe they are. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but still.
0: Well, that's 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 considerate of you and I. Looking at the, you know, I can't understand anyone standing out protesting something that they don't even know what the fuck's going on inside. So uh, exactly. You know, um, which seems totally.
1: Acceptable. I mean, I, I I'm not there to convince them to otherwise, but. At least I wanted to give them the chance to to experience it so they know what they're talking about. Maybe they start hating us even more, who knows? But but still, then they have the experience and then they can have more knowledge of what they are talking about, which, uh, you know, people are too close minded. They talk about this and that without having any kind of knowledge. Uh, And especially groups like that who, who kind of you know, are the most judgmental people in the, in the universe. So I feel like they, you know, I mean, I, I'm confident in myself, so I'm not afraid to invite them to, to my show, if you know what I mean.
0: Absolutely.
1: So that, uh, yeah, that's just me.
0: Well, I appreciate you out there doing the work you're doing with us. Cause I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's important. I mean, um, well, what are the, what are the plans for dark funeral coming, uh, the rest of 23 and going into 2024? 24? I know you got a, you've got some Swedish dates coming up in October, correct?
1: Yeah, that's, uh, I'm not sure if we're going to do much more, uh, shows this year apart from the Swedish dates. Uh, of course we are always open for, for offers, but, uh, uh, I've talked to our booking agencies and, uh, we are, we are working on some, some touring, you know, all over the world on for, for next year, we, we still haven't been to South America, we haven't been to Australia and Asia. And uh, uh, I know there's some interest in us doing another European tour. And uh, we have uh, visas, touring visas for the US, US another two years. So we're basically just a flight away from coming over to the U S again. And, uh, and I hope we can, uh, do at least, you know, at least one more tour in the U S and some big festivals. That would be awesome. But, uh, we'll see. I mean, it seems like next year is going to be another busy year.
0: Well, I mean, that's good to hear. I'm glad to hear that that you guys are out spreading the word. We'd love to see you here in the States for another tour. And, you know, love to see you in Sin City at, like, Psycho Las Vegas or something like that.
1: I think Dark Funeral would go over amazing at that. Um, yeah, we, we had an offer to play there a couple of years ago, but our, our visas just ran out. And uh, it's not financially possible to, to get a visa, a whole visa, just for one show. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so we we had to turn, say no to that. And, and uh, it sucks, but, yeah, we could we couldn't just do it. But uh, this time, we we, we got a different type of visa. So we have, as I said, we have visas for another two years just to not come in the same situation where we have to turn down festivals and, and other tours. So uh, we're definitely going to come back in the U.S. We're just looking into opportunities and we see what, what we have managed to land. Right,
0: right. Well, we got one more question for you, and it's the Ratio Podcast Metal Lightning Round. So basically, I'm just going to ask you an either-or question on these, and uh, are you ready to go? Uh, it, it was, uh, I couldn't tear
1: everything. It, it okay, lost, yeah, uh, it's uh, basically,
0: basically it's going to be a, uh, a very quick lightning round. It's our Ratio Podcast lightning round, so I'm just going to ask you a series of questions about records. So first one, favorite Iron Maiden album, Killers uh, or Iron Maiden's Killers or Number of the Beast?
1: Number of the Beast.
0: Judas Priest Turbo or Ram It Down?
1: Ram It Down.
0: Deicide's Once Upon the Cross or In the Minds of Evil?
1: In the Minds of Evil.
0: Right on. I love that fucking
1: record. <laughs> yeah, but, It's a good one.
0: Uh, Metallica's 72 seasons or hardwired to self-destruct
1: oh um I, I can't really say that i listen too much to them so i can't really tell <laughs> right on
0: in tombs left hand uh, path or clandestine
1: left hand path but uh that's also different uh both those two records means different things for me and i was hanging out a lot with uh lors at that time so so i have lots of personal relationships to those record right this is, is a tough one well this
0: one may be tough too how about samael's worship him or blood ritual
1: blood ritual oh yeah man
0: and the last one king diamonds the eye or conspiracy the eye right on man right on i love the fucking guy <laughs> Uh, well uh, Lord Aramon thank you so much for coming on the ratio podcast. What's the best place for our listeners to get in, info on yourself and the mighty dark funeral
1: well we we have uh, quite active social social media channels like Instagram and Facebook uh, but uh, always good to check out uh, the official website too because uh, we all know how much uh, Facebook is limiting the reach to people so. Uh, even if we almost have one million followers, maybe three hundred get get to see the news we post there. So right, right. If we if we don't pay for it, so so always check the official website too.
0: Well, yeah. Everybody do that, and and best of luck to you the rest of this year and going into twenty twenty four, man.
1: All right, thank you, man. I appreciate it.
0: I want to thank Lord Aramon for coming on the Ray Show podcast and being so kind with his time. Super fun chat, and make sure to check out We Are the Apocalypse, their latest record from 2022 on Century Media Records. Also, I just want to give a shout-out to the uh, wonderful human being who edits all of our podcasts, Mr. Brant Duncan. So uh, if you are in the market for someone to uh, work with you on your audio project. Um, get in touch with with us here at the ratio and we'll get you in touch with Brent. Um, so, yeah, thanks so much for tuning in. Stay switched on and we will talk to you soon.